Welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Thea Jones, and I am your host. Our topic is religion still. I have been speaking candidly to men and women of faith and men and women who don't have any faith. I gave them each an opportunity to share their spiritual journey and their experiences and their faith walk with me. I was inspired by their faithfulness, their candidness, their undeniable love of God and family, and I listened intently to their opinions on the role of the church, on mentorship, and how we can get back to or get to a place of healing in this country and specifically in our communities. Today I will have another candid conversation with my very best friend, um, Mr. Lonnie Jones, and we're going to talk candidly about a few things. We're going to talk about his faith walk, his spiritual journey, but we're going to talk a little deeper. His conversation with me will probably be the deepest conversation that I've had thus far. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Lonnie, I'm going to call you Lonnie because you and I are friends, not unless you want me to call you Mr. Jones. I'm, I'm, I'm just, 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 you're calling me what my mommy and daddy called me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, Lonnie, before we actually get, you know, started in, in, in talking about the deeper things of theology, why don't you walk us through your, uh, faith walk, your spiritual journey? How did you get to where you are today? Okay. Um, I guess my, uh, it, it, it stems from, you know, growing up as a child, my father and and mother instilled in us, you know, to go to church, and and they took us to church, and we were in the Baptist church um, here in North New Jersey, and when that church split, my father, I believe, became a little disgruntled with the split of the church, and um, we stopped going, but never, but in our household, and in my visits to my grandmother's house in Virginia. Um, church was a stable mate. I mean, you 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 went to church on Sunday, and um, you went to Sunday school. So that was our our indoctrination into I, I guess what's called Christianity mm-hmm. was through the uh, through our parents and my grandparents. <clears throat> when my mother uh, passed away, I was approaching the age of eleven years old. I begin to start to fall away from the attendance uh, of of church on any type of regular basis, almost to the point where I actually stopped going. Other than when I went to Virginia to visit my grandmother, um, but when I got to the age about, I guess, 13 or 14, she didn't push me when I would visit as much to go to church, but she she wanted me to go. And I, and I would just go just because out of respect for her, mm-hmm. because I started having um, questions that no one would truly answer. And I don't call it the fault of my grandmother or my parents. It's, it's something we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it was the condition in which we were taught the, the perspective of Western European Christianity, and one of the, the, the folds of that was the perspective of following a, a Jesus that not only didn't look like us, 
but was actually a false image of what Jesus Christ is described to look like. So when you got these questions in your mind, you're wondering, there's something not quite right. During my teenage years growing up, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, uh, as many know, was the person responsible for the growth of the nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. I started listening to uh, a lot, some of the things that uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was talking about as far as uh, speaking about Islam being a black man's religion, following and listening to the, the teachings of Malcolm X, and even following him um, through his pilgrimage when he came back from Mecca and, and discovering that uh, things that he was taught even about Islam were not totally true, where as a, as a Muslim, he found himself sharing and worshiping God with men who did not look like him, mm-hmm. who he said were blonde hair, blue eye, uh, and blind. So... Uh, so my 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 faith, I never lost a uh, my relationship with knowing that there is a God, but my perspective on religious denominations it, it was just too vague. Okay. Uh, I was baptized as a Baptist um, because when I was going to the United States Air Force, my grandmother uh, wanted me to be baptized and you know to be protected. So. Um, out of, uh, you know, for, for her concern, I did get baptized, uh, as a Baptist. Um, but my journey continued to, and, and, and trying to understand this, 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 this Christian faith of understanding and, and a belief about 15 years ago, I had, I had, you know, been, had joined the church and, um, I was in a drive-by shooting, mm. and on that we were coming back from church. I was playing at playing at the church, St. James Amy Church in Newark, mm-hmm. and it was Christmas Eve, and I was a drive-by shooting on my way back home after Christmas Eve service, and it was on that day I decided that God had a reason for me to continue to be living. Okay, what that reason was. I don't know, but I wanted to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And I, at that time, decided I'm going to answer uh, the call of God and find my way into the ministry. Um, since then, I, I have been ordained as an elder in the African Methodist Church. However, my I still continue to search to have a, a fuller understanding of Christianity, and um, we'll get to talk about it later, mm-hmm. which I have found through research and through my travels that a lot of, of what, especially black folks, and, and I wouldn't say just black folks, what folks have been taught, black and white in this country and around the world about Christianity, have they have not dealt with the truth. Okay. And it is, and it is that issue which covers uh political uh economic and even race racial boundaries is uh, i believe the reason why um not only the united states and its issues of white supremacy 
and and white privilege not only here in the united states but around the world exists and one of the controlling um, uh, methods uh, that's done to, to to oppress people is the religion mm-hmm. yeah let's talk about that for a minute as we dive right on in a few things that you said that that struck me when we talk about Christianity and we talk about not receiving the full truth of our training of our learning and you talked about your calling or feeling like you wanted to be called or you have been called let's talk about that calling because sometimes when you're dealing with people who are in the church who said they've been called to be in the church they only have one agenda and that agenda is to uh, I guess I want to say to get you to become a Christian. It's not necessarily a a finding the truth and sharing of the truth of the gospel, but there seems to be a formula that seems to be in play where every single person who's gone through seminary school who who has this calling on their life are really just, they're moving with one agenda. Did you find that to be your truth or were you going against the grain when you went through seminary school and when you felt the call on your life to learn the truth when you discovered it did you have any issues at that point oh i've i had issues from the beginning uh of seminary and even till today um i I guess jokingly but in actuality i was considered a rebel because you just could not hand me down your perspective on, um, on, on, on your teaching, which to me was oppressive and, and controlling mm-hmm. at best. I have come to, through my, my personal relationship with God, I'll just say this, I referenced that I'm um, ordained in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, mm-hmm. but my, my, my theology is of a liberational black liberation theology perspective. Okay. And what what do I mean by that? From a Christianity perspective, Christianity did not start in Europe. It started in Africa. That's let's get that right out the box. So I don't care what any PhD bishop, Africa was the foundation of where Christianity started. But then I also want to say this as as a, a man of God, that I now understand my reason for God calling me in the church was not to be what customarily you would hear people say. Well, I'm called to to bring people to 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 Jesus to, for, for salvation, to bring them to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, m- my calling was to come in to enlighten people about the truth. And uh, and the openness of God. See, there's a lot of statements, and we're going to cover them hopefully, mm-hmm. um, that are said about who God is. First of all, we we we, we many preachers and and those who are in the church, they put God in a box, which means there is no other acceptable pathway uh to god if it's not through 
Christianity right. and by way of Jesus Christ. Right, right. Because I've traveled to, to almost every continent in the United States other than Antarctica, from China to Singapore and to India and to Africa to Central and South America, and I didn't just go on vacation or from work to uh, experience, but one of the things I dove into while I was there in these countries was their religious beliefs and practices mm -hmm. and their establishment and their relationship with God, not through Christianity, but through their understanding of who God was okay. and who God is. And uh, for us and for those who say God is omnipresent, God is everywhere. Well, how can you say that God is everywhere? How can you say that God knows and is the creator of everything that that exists? And then how can you say nobody knows the mind or the ways or the understanding of God, but you can sit there and say, because your doctrine and your understanding of your pathway says this is the way that you disavow God from being able to provide any other pathway or way to worship and have a relationship, God, if it's not your way. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's the case, then you're, to me, that's a contradiction in, in, in understanding. Because if God can do all God can do and you don't know the mind of God, then how are you going to sit there and tell me? Because in your doctrine of reading, meaning the Bible says this, and the Quran may say this, the Torah may say this, you, you, you say, well, they're not in the full truth and understanding. I, I find that to be very disconcerting and uh, untrue. Uh, some will disagree with me and say, well, then, you know, you're, and I've been, I, and I've had friends that would jokingly say, man, are you sure you're a Christian? <laughs> well, I'm a Christian because this is the foundational pathway that I understand mm -hmm. that, that helps me, that helped me establish this one-on-one -on -one personal relationship for me and, and my, and, 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 and my soul and my spirit is the ultimate is to build that relationship mm -hmm. with God, not relationship with a denomination, right, uh, right, or or any specific uh, for because as far as I'm concerned, there is no perfect, there is no only um, way to reach God because to say that there is, meaning that you have the key, and you have the 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 only avenue in which. Uh, God would accept. Mm -hmm. Then again, then then your 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 understanding of saying God is omnipresent and no one knows the mind of God, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Okay, so it's funny when we talk about Christianity and what it's like to be a Christian, and I I ask that question to a lot of individuals because I'm not sure they even know. First of all, Jesus himself was not a Christian in the way that people think of Christianity. He was a Jew and Correct. his last name is not even Christ. <laughs> so uh, Christ being a, a title 
and it means anointed. So my view of what being a Christian is, is being anointed by God and being into the family of God. That's why I call myself a Christian because I believe myself to be part of God's family and I believe myself to be anointed by God. So that is why I call myself a Christian. I don't call myself a Christian because of um, doctrine that may or may not be true or whatever. That's a whole different set of rules that come with other people's beliefs as to why they are a Christian. And I just wanted to verify that part because I, I, I want to verify where I stand most of the time when I'm talking to someone. But I want to talk to you. You said um, you mentioned black theology. What do you mean by that? Let's talk a little bit about that because I know myself and this is where you and I have talked a lot which is why I wanted you to be on my show because you know that I also have studied everything and I also feel myself moving toward a black theology because of our special needs as a people and there has to be a separation because the world has separated us. I want to talk a little bit about that. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay, when when I when I use the term black theology, it 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 may be even I guess maybe more correctly said, uh, original uh, understanding of Christianity is, um, is is African theology. Now, uh, for you white listeners that may be uh, tuned into the program, I don't say that because I'm saying um, that the black race or people of black, black brown, and tan skin are... Uh, superior to any other. We we it is duly noted that um, original man did not and, and and or I say humankind did not originate in Europe. It is clear and through evidence of even the research of 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 the anthropologists and and archaeologists who have done the research far above and beyond anything that I can begin to comprehend and have written and, and published that the, 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 the race, the, 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 the humanoid of, of our human species originated in Africa. And prior to any religious doctrine or, 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 or fundamental perspective on, on worshiping God, um, God had a relationship with 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 His people. Mm-hmm. Um, on one of my visits to Africa, I was was fortunate to um, uh, visit with a, a chieftain of one of the Maasai tribes in in, um, in Kenya, and I asked him the question. I says, before um, the, the 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 European Christians came into help you by drilling in your land to, to, to build you a, a, uh, a, a, a pump so that you wouldn't have to travel down to the river to get your water, being that the Maasai uh, tribes are not as um, nomadic as they used to be. They're more uh, uh, in, in an environment where they're basically, you know, stable and, and they're not roaming mm-hmm. as they used to. I says, but there was a a functioning order 
of understanding who God was prior to any of the theologies uh, that you might have been exposed to, Christianity, Islam, Judaism. I says, who was God? Who Your, your ancestors, the, the, the African ancestors, who did they say God was? And he he was puzzled and he 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 twisted his head to the side and 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 I and I saw his hesitation to respond and I says look I'm not here to test you yes because I am a minister but I am not part of any ministerial testing group to ensure that what they're what you're being taught you're teaching to your people I'm here to get at the truth because I truly believe that the relationship with God did not get established with your people because these folks in Europe gave you their understanding of what they're following and telling you what you have understood for centuries was false. And so I just want to know the truth from you. So he straightened his head back up and he pointed to Mount Kilimanjaro. Majaro. And I said, God is there. That's where God is. And he said, yes, he nodded his head. Yes. Then he speak just nodded his head. Then he pointed up to the sky. And, you know, I thought maybe to the sun. I said, so God is in the sun. And he nodded his head. Then he dropped his hand and then pointed back to the sky. So I said, God is in the sky, in the in the the clouds, in the universe, among the stars, and 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 in the galaxies. And he nodded his head. Then he pointed down to the ground. And I said, "So God is in the ground." And he nodded his head. So I said, "Let me get let me let, let me let me." I says, "Let me understand this." So you're telling me that God is everywhere that for you and your people and the way God reached your people for centuries, uh, your understanding that there is no place where God is not present. And he just smiled. Oh, the smile that came across his face. And he said, yes, that's the first time he opened his mouth and spoke. When I asked the question, he said, yes. I says, well, then the perspective that you guys practice a God of the mountain, a God of the, of the land, a God of the sun. I says, then that kind of dispels what the, the belief that I knew I was grew up and taught that Africans were practicing these multi multitude of different gods. And he shook his head, there's only one God. He's everywhere. And then he proceeded to explain, you know, just like we do, we thank God for his presence everywhere and what they were able to benefit from God's presence. The mountains and the snow tops and the water running from there that ran down the mountains, that irrigated the land, that provided the water um, for, for the land, for the animals to eat, for them to be able to have life. And to, and to grow their vegetation, for the sun to be there, to, for God making sure that the sun was there so that the sunlight will, will ensure that the plants would grow 
And 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 he he he, he reflected on all that. And I says, well then, you you believe that there's only one God, but He's just everywhere. That's it. But isn't that the same thing that um, uh, Christians have been um, telling us? But but they never tell us that story. He said because that's not the story they want you to believe. And he says, and because they didn't understand our culture, and they didn't understand us, and it was confusing to them, they decided they're going to write. And in their books, what it is that they wanted the rest of the world to believe about us. And I says, and and such a a a joy, and believe me, it was there was a, a uplifting in me to, to say, thank you God, thank you God for showing me the truth, and and understanding. And again, this is not to claim any superiority. But it's just to bring the truth. The truth is what it is. It's like what I spoke earlier. The image that was portrayed to us uh, in, 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 in many households, black and white, of this Jesus sitting among all of these white folks at the picture called the Last Supper, we revered that picture. But it was a false. It was a lie. It is a lie. It's a, it was a lie then. It's a lie today. So... It's and it's not to um, again to say anybody's better, but you cannot go around and continue to teach a falseness. And I don't care what church, black, white, green, purple, orange, if that is your teaching, but then you're teaching a lie. Hmm. All right. Well, I didn't have to go to Africa, Asia, South America, any of those places to discover that truth. I discovered it right here in my house. So. And that's okay. No, no. I, and I'm not saying that you had to go, but that's that was my experience. Right. And no, I, I know. God I know. He, gave, he opened my eyes and really, and like I said, it, and, it, and it just wasn't in Kenya. It was in Tanzania. It was in and 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 oh my God, when I I got to Egypt, um, oh, uh, it, it became another understanding about the when we look at the stories between uh horus and osiris mm -hmm. and you you compare yeah the stories of horus and osiris and and mary and, mary and, and jesus yeah and, mm -hmm. and jesus mm -hmm. you're like well wait a minute what story came first yeah yeah what yeah. story came first you you and and after speaking with the not the egyptian uh 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 arab uh, of the, the Egyptian that was Arab descent, but the Nubians, the black, the Africans, which are Nubians, mm -hmm. who are the indigenous people of that land, when I spoke with them about the pyramids and the pharaohs and the the religious practices of uh, an understanding, they don't prescribe to a multitude of God deities. Mm -hmm. It is primarily the same. They believe in a higher supreme creator. Mm -hmm. And it was just in their in their way of of exhibiting through pictures, through in communication, that there was it's no different than saying in a Christian, uh especially a, 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 a religion where you have you have God 
And then you got the bishops. Then you got the deacons. Or you got the, the, the bishops. You got the, the, the pre, your, your ministers. And then you got the deacons. You had a, a hierarchy. And, and that's all they were trying to show that and 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 the basics of of what they were explaining was what we learned in the Bible from the understanding of the tree of knowledge. It all boils down, and that's every religion to good versus evil. Yes, every religion actually speaks so, to that. So from a black theologist perspective. It's going to the source of where the truth is and to dis and, and, and bring the truth forth to dispel, I, you know, white supremacy in itself and, 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 and privilege is a worldwide issue across the spectrum. But when we talk about it from a religious perspective, one of the things that really... Uh, is a really controlling factor over our people is is our religion our, our our religion and how we view God and if you can control that and the people then you can you can control their very existence and life and this once we wake up our people and we get folks who are not of African descent, to come into the truth, I believe that we would then be on the the, uh, the begin to have an understanding and relationship as God intended for us to have mm-hmm. as human beings on this earth. Okay. So one of the things that um, I discovered that I believe to be true is that it was never intended that we become, how can I say, Stepford wives. And that's the only thing that I can think of that brings me right to what I'm trying to say. Everybody doing the same thing. Everybody walking the same walk. Everyone talking the same talk. Um, one of the things that come to mind is free will. And what free will plays, the part it plays in our full existence. We were not created to be the same. We were created uniquely. We were uniquely and wonderfully made. And each of us have our own way about us. And... Even when you hear the stories of the Bible, and I'm not trying to say all of the Bible is wrong, and that's not what you're saying either. There's lots of truth that can be found in the Bible. There's lots of truth that can be found outside of the Bible. But when we talk about our communities and our nations, um, one of the a, a very good um, example of a scripture which says that every nation will be able to sit under their own vine and eat from their own fig tree. I don't believe that the intention is for all of us to become one thing, but for all of us to get back to a knowledge of our creator and to understand that he is part of all of our lives, that we are all part of this great big universe that contains God or that God contains this whole entire universe you understand what i'm saying yeah so the idea of superiority doesn't make sense the idea that every nation whatever they believe however their walk is who's worshiping god in their own way has the opportunity to do that to live peaceably wherever they are to worship god how they want to in fact the whole exodus of uh the israelites from 
Egypt in the first place was the, the whole idea is let my people go so that they can worship me because they were not allowed to worship God uh, their way. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so when we when we talk about liberation and we're still talking about uh, black theology because it's a black theology of liberation, we talk about Christ and we talk about um, salvation and we talk about um, liberation. We can't we can't talk about Christ without talking about liberation, which brings it right to the heart of the black community, because we're still talking about liberation. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So we can't have a discussion about Christ without having a discussion about liberation. We can't have that discussion without acknowledging that we need a, th- a theology that literally liberates black people because we're a people that's still in bondage. And you can't have a conversation about religion or even a conversation about Christ and salvation without first having a conversation about black liberation. Uh, let me let me add uh, add to that. I agree with you first. One of the things you said about the Bible, people say, well, Lonnie, you're, you're a Christian. Um, so what is the reference you use? I use the Bible. Well, why do you use the Bible? Because the Bible is a representation of the human experience. When we, when we look at the characters in the Bible and what they do, nothing, what has changed? The names, the times, and the places. Mm-hmm. This, the, 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 there, there's nothing new in life that you cannot find in the Bible. What the Bible gives us is that understanding of how we are to interact with each other with as each other. human beings. Yes. And it's and and as far as I'm concerned, my my perspective is the Bible, the Torah. The, the in, in any other religious manuscript, if it's not speaking about liberation, then you're not speaking about God. Exactly. That's the whole point. Then, then, then you might as well then just close your doors because not only black liberation is to free um, black folks from the bondage of what their oppressors have given us, but if 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 the if, if the, those who did the oppression, oppressing of mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. if they would 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 come and stop resisting what they know is the truth, they also too would be liberated because they would no no longer have to continue to carry an untruth that they know that they're intentionally and purposely perpetuating. Pepper- Right. Oh my God! I can't even speak now. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. It's like that, the saying that they say that in order to enslave a people, you have to be enslaved also, because you have to stay enslaved yourself to make sure they stay enslaved. That's correct. <laughs> you know. You got. Thank you. <laughs> so I truly, truly understand it, and we can't think of God either without thinking about God as being a liberator, and anyone who's not doing the business of liberating in the name of God is, is doing it in a falsehood. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And, and we, 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 and we see examples of that every day, every day, every day. And, and, and we, we, we look at the, the most segregated 
day, tomorrow. Yeah. And, and it's ironic we're, we're talking about yeah. this today. Tomorrow, they're going to celebrate Resurrection, a, yes. A, a, a religious holiday that I don't, the term Easter, I don't like. If you're going to use a term to to recognize what tomorrow's supposed to represent, I I love I, I I like what I hear when they say Resurrection Sunday or Resurrection Day, because the term Easter implies and adds in a paganistic mm-hmm. uh, perspective uh, with the Easter Bunny, and when you when you when you understand how the term Easter came about mm-hmm. and the same thing with Christmas and there you get a lot of people get upset with that, but well, do your research. Right. Read right. It. Um, the, the, the man that we give so much credit to the formal, the, to ensuring the formulation of what we understand of uh, the, the, the logo meaning the word meaning Christ came from a man who was a pagan. Constantine. Mm. He didn't, yeah. his effort to uh, unite uh, the, 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 the ideology of the Eastern um, uh, 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 Christian um, perspective and the African perspective was not, be, not because of this vision that he had only. It's because he saw it as a measure of control. And his whole, the, the man was a liar, a thief, a crook, and, 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 and everything else you could think of. And, but yet, um, we, we can say, well, people can change. Yeah, he can change. But look, look him up. Look, look at his, his history. Yeah. For, for, for my listeners out there, these are pre-recorded. So we are recording this on... Um, the day before Easter, um, in April, we are recording in April, although you will not be listening to this until later on, but just for the sake of my, um, listeners, I want to say that we are recording this the day before what we know as Easter, but, um, Lonnie was referring to as resurrection day for some Christians. Now the name Easter goes way back. And it's, it's actually, like Lonnie said, it's, it's pre-Christian, actually, um, is a, a goddess that was celebrated in the pagan sense. And that's where we get Easter from. Um, he also mentioned some of the other pagan holidays that we know nothing, well, we know, but so many who celebrate don't know where they originate from. And that would be Christmas as well. Um, but we'll talk about that at a later date. Let's talk about the politics, though, of uh, Christianity. Let's talk a little bit about how we even got our Bible or the way we worship Christianity today. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Well, let's talk about the the the, the Bible that was uh, handed to our ancestors here in the United States. Let's talk about that slave Bible. How do you? How do you? <laughs> in any form of fashion can say you are a follower of 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 believer in God 
and you 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 follow the tenements of, of Jesus Christ and his teaching and the evidence of his work, as in John 14, um, verse 11 states, um, believe you, you how, can, how could you even uh, begin to identify with with that statement with with Jesus's believe that uh, uh, I am in the father and the father is in me, meaning that they're one. Mm -hmm. And and then Jesus turns around and says, or at least believe in the, the evidence, mm -hmm, the evidence of the works he do, and at least or at least the evidence of my work. How could you, how can you say that and believe that, and then have the audacity to hand us what you say is the word of God and gives us bits and pieces of? But you can ask that same question um, that can go even further than that. If you believe that Jesus is one with God, you must also believe that we are one with God. And how you can believe that we are one with God while at the same time using it as a tool against us in slavery. So we can ask those questions all day long. And you know the answer is still going to be the same. The answer is still going to be the same. And we don't want to talk about the answer, but on this podcast, we're going to speak truth and we know the reason why. Well, because it was used to continue to oppress yes. and to continue to fulfill their need for white supremacy exactly. and white privilege. Exactly. Period. Period. End of story. There is no. And when we, but when we hear that and we know that to be true. It is not, um, it is understandable, not not, it is understandable why at the same time there needs to be a conversation about a black theology of liberation. Why? Because we were, we started out in this country with a white theology of, 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 of oppression. Right. Okay. And to counteract that, we have to have a discussion about a black theology of liberation. It cannot be ignored. We have to talk about it. We cannot continue to, as preachers and teachers of the word of God, to continue to preach and teach about a white theology of oppression. With right. it, totally ignoring the need of a black theology of liberation. It's impossible. You're, we cannot not continue. Right. I agree. And, and, and I, and, and yes, um, I was once told um, that uh, I was making some references about some other perspectives that uh, I had witnessed uh, in the church. And it was told to me that the responsibility of the church is to bring souls to Christ. And I says, okay. Um, with the, with with us leading to our relationship with God, I said I never disputed that. I said, but what I am having a problem with is, is is that the only is is that are you are you telling me that's the only thing? I says Jesus didn't tell us to do anything else. Yeah, I mean the Jesus that you're 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 speaking of, yes, he this that is one of the goals. But are you going to sit here and tell me that we're not 
to speak about the truth of how we got to where we are and to us to clean up the mess, you like like I said earlier, um, it would be very difficult if for me, and I hope my grandmother would understand that, if she was alive today, she would be well over a hundred and probably 20 years old, 25 years old. Um, and I was in her house and I said, you need to take that picture of white Jesus down because that's a lie. She probably wouldn't throw me out the house, but well, that's the problem. But I know exactly how you feel and, and, and you know what this is about. And I need to make sure that it's understood while we're on these airwaves that we're not in any way speaking about um, discriminating against white people or feeling um, a racism toward white people. That is not what our um, intention is on these airwaves. We, we're not in any way speaking disparagingly about white people. White supremacy exists and we must always be in a position to tear it down and to pull it out by the roots because it has no place in society, period. Because there is no such thing as white supremacy. And the whole concept of race is a made up concept to begin with. And right. we must get back to a place where we're not distracted by race. But at the same time, it is a problem that is growing in America. It is a problem that was never solved. It was a problem that has never been looked at seriously enough to really talk about how we're going to remove it permanently. So every opportunity that we get, we must dismantle white supremacy. And unfortunately, it has, I'm not going to say it's made its way. It began its roots in Christianity and the black church. And we are suffering because of it. Black communities are suffering because of it. And it is time for us to reconstruct the gospel, to not throw away the baby with the bathwater, but bring truth to the conversation so that we can all benefit. And, and, and let me add to that. You're 100% correct. Um, this, this, this is not a, 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 a condemnation of white people on an individual basis. It is on a system that we, that we see that even now, um, many of our news broadcasters and political leaders are now speaking against white supremacy in this country. So um, don't just look at our discussion right. um, that, you know, I hate white people. No. Nothing can be further the truth. Nothing can be further I from have, the truth. I have many friends of many nations and many different nationalities that I that I get along with even better than some within my own um, nationality. So this that's we I, on an individual basis there are people of all races where you have those who do good and mm -hmm. those who do evil. Exactly. I like to align myself with those who deal with good and who are in the truth. Exactly. And being in the truth does not have a color. If, if, if you're, if you're in the truth, right. Thank you. 
you're not about color. Mm-mm. One of the things I was saying, we, 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 I think you, you, you say the, the political aspect of this, and, and one of the reasons why it's very difficult to overcome that, and here's where, here's where it 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 it, it gets ugly. Um, most churches, and because I can't say all church because I don't have a, mm-hmm. a a number on every church that's organized in the United States, mm-hmm. but the church are beholden to this the governmental political system that we're in um, be, uh, because of the nature of their 501c3 status. Mm-hmm. In addition to uh, adding on that is the faith-based initiative that Bush put out there. Now, here's the problem with these things. If you understand what a 501c3 helps you establish, and we don't have time in this call to get depth in it, I would I would ask my listeners to look at the benefits of being a 501c3. When you look at the lucrative, when I say lucrative perspective of a person having a church under uh, the 501c3, the benefits, the, 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 the tax savings, when you, it's, it's, it's funny, when you get around during election time uh, folks that you have not seen in your church at all running for office all of a sudden all of these political candidates come out of the woodwork to sit up in your church in September and October professing how much they love your community and and then you and, and they align themselves with different pastors for what? For votes. And these votes that a that they hope this, this particular pastor, this church can deliver to them, there's some sort of a payoff in that. Now, what those payoffs, I'm not high enough on the food chain to to know the details of what those payoffs. They could be in 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 particular uh uh you know uh licensings they may need or 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 permissions they may need or favors that they may need uh uh, um, from the from the particular or city municipality that they're in and 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 they'll say well that's just the cost of 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 doing business well there we go now we get to the crux of a lot of the issues in the church because unfortunately we, we say the business of the church or the perspective of the church is to save souls, but it's to run a business. And well, religion is a business. We all have established that religion is a business. It is a business, but um, it's not, it's, but the, the business and, and just like in all businesses, you have those who um, use the business for good. And you, they use the business for their own self-endowment. Absolutely, without a doubt. And that's where you start running into uh, the problems. Um, and and there, there, there are plenty of churches out there that are doing the good mm-hmm. and, 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 and addressing the business perspective that the church has to operate under. Okay. But when you... 
are self-serving and you are flamboyant to, to a perspective of uh, the relationship of your people uh, where your people are starving, but you're running around on jet one, jet two, jet three, house one, house two, house three, and your, your people are struggling. There's, I have a problem with that. Yeah, we all do. But as we get into the end of this um, podcast, let's, let's, let's leave with something positive because this is what I always ask all of my, my, um, interviewees. What can we do? Because we talk about the problem and we know that there's a problem. We are not unknowledgeable of the fact that every single one of these systems have their own problems. What can we do as individuals and how can we encourage the people who are listening to this podcast, who are, are devoted to their faith and, Trust me, I'm devoted to my faith. So what can we leave them with? Because we well, certainly don't want to throw away the baby with the bathwater. No, I'm a faithful woman and I believe in God. I believe in the oneness of God. I believe that I am part of the system, um, this, this creativeness that makes me me. And I believe that I'm very much God and he is very much me. So what do we leave our listeners with to continue to encourage them, to give them hope still? And, and not so that there is no despair. Uh, let me re- recite something that the, the late James Cone said. Um, he said, indeed, our survival and liberation depends upon our recognition of the truth when it is spoken and lived by the people. If we cannot recognize the truth, then it cannot liberate us from untruth. To know the truth is to appropriate it for it is not mainly reflective and theory. Truth is divine action entering our lives and creating the human action of liberation. So this podcast, what you have, what you're doing in this particular series and segment of your podcast, this is a step. And what I would ask of the, the listeners, regardless of where you are in, in, in this walk, I don't care if you're, you're, you're Christian, Muslim, Jew, Hindu, Buddhist, Taoism, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. First and foremost, take a, take a look at your faith walk with, with God, your belief in God. If your system and, and your belief in God states that you treat every human being with the respect that you would want for yourself, then that's a good start. For those who are both in, in churches where they see the and, and know that there's a disparity, you need to encourage, not beat them out or beat her up, or beat them up, but encourage them to to speak about these, I guess they will be called the untouchable conversations. Speak about the truth. It's no, no harm in bringing forth the truth. Remember, you're looking for liberation. You're looking to be in, in a closer relationship with God. In fact, 
bringing the truth of liberation uh, of truth will bring you <laughs> will bring you closer to that relationship God with God and he will look down and smile upon us and saying my God me God me God my 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 people uh have awakened and 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 they're finally coming to an understanding and what and why I intentionally when I intentionally created them in the first place. So I, I would say be encouraged. Um, we we now have a in this country we have a a a a a a, a government that seems to be working for all people regardless of their political affiliation. Um, these are and I and, and you know these are the type of uh, uh, positive things that I would say are being done by God um, uh, and, 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 and allowed by God to happen. We've seen what the other side looks like. Now we're on the other side. And, and that should give us some hope. And once we come out of this pandemic and we're, we're back into our churches, hopefully it will not be the conversation from our leadership. And, and it really is going to depend on the leadership to, to do this. So if you are in the leadership position, there's no harm in, in teaching your people the truth. Teach them the truth. Allow them to be awoken. Allow them to speak freely. And 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 don't be and, and do not go back to your church, man, and say, well, you know, uh, I heard so and so on on the podcast and you guys aren't teaching us the truth. Don't, don't do that. Be sweet. But ask to be, but, but ask them, you know, in their sermons and their Bible studies to bring out the truth. And, and, and again, um, the truth will only set you free. All right, then. Well, we've come to the end of our hour. And uh, I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for your willingness to have a truthful conversation about um, religion, about theology, about the truth, (laughs) about God, about the oneness of God. It was uh, delightful, (laughs) to say the least. There's so much more energy I, I had left, but I know you only got an hour. Yeah, and we we can't cover it all in an hour, but I'm I'm not sure if that's what I was trying to do in this podcast to cover everything. Um, right. When I asked about the responsibility of the church, um, one of the things that you said was the responsibility of the church is what you were told is to bring in souls, to bring souls to to Christ. But I think that there is a a, a greater responsibility of the church, and you mentioned also to to speak truth, to be honest, to to speak about. We need to know about us, and if if we're going to take the time to bring souls to Christ. And we also must also take the time to, to, to talk about freedom and to talk about liberation and to talk about how that, you know, we're no longer bound. We're, we're no longer bound. And that has to be a conversation because individuals need to understand that they have a choice to make. They can choose to live good lives according to their faith or they can choose to 
to still continue to stay in bondage, but it needs to be their choice, not based upon fear, not based upon restrictions that are placed on them by mankind and not God himself. We can't be afraid for people to know the truth. We cannot be afraid for people to choose the lives that they want to live. We can't be afraid of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, that, they, that, well, like again, the truth set you free. Exactly. Uh, and, and, uh, and we want people to live free lives. And we want yeah. them to freely choose to do what is good. Because I believe that there is more good in the world than evil although we would like to believe and and to me it's just it's just another way to keep you afraid we want to believe that there's more evil in the world because that is what they show us they show us the evil the television screen is filled of all these these things that are happening right before our faces but there are a lot of good people in the world there are a lot of good people in the world and we just need to continue to be that continue to shine our light Because where there's even a little bit of light, there's no darkness. So don't get bamboozled into believing that the whole world is is going to hell in a handbasket and that there's evil everywhere. Because uh, my Bible tells me that Satan, if that's what you want to call it, Satan or evil has no authority over the spirit of God. So I don't know. Um, I I think you're giving evil more credit than it deserves. So let's let's celebrate the light that we have in this world, too, because there are lots of good people out there. And there are lots of people who are still understanding and believing that there is a universal connection between all of us. And and that's what I want to leave us with. I want to leave us with love. I want to leave us with light. And I want to let everyone know that don't be afraid to do what is right. And don't be afraid to do what is good. Because we need you and we want you to show yourself. We are in the information age now. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And so we're going to keep on revealing all of those untruths. And we're going to keep bringing people to the forefront of, of knowledge. Because that's what it should be about. Us having an understanding of where we are and who we are. And our place in this world. So you've been listening to Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Padilla Jones, and I am your host. And I hope you will join me again next time as I conclude my uh, conversations, my candid conversations with men and women of faith. My last interview will be with my husband, actually. And we're going to talk about his faith walk and his beliefs. And we're we're going to end it that way. And then we're going to have everybody come back in December as we come together, all of us, and discuss what we have found out, what we have discovered about each other, and ways that we can come together and strengthen our community. So thank you for joining me, and I will see you next time.